This is Jacob Ross with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. You're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 85 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I am Jacob Ross with JLB Morelia. And this evening, we are joined by... Mr. Ben Frame of A and B Reptiles. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. How's it going? Sweaty, humid, hot. Yeah. Just, um... Oh man, dude, it's like to think we're not even we're not even in like the thick of of like summer yet. No, August. August well, I, is I just know. like August is just like peeking its dirty head around. This is just a taste. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a rough one. I think it was so nice earlier this week, too. I know. It was like crazy. It was like what? Like mid 70s, low 70s, like for like three days straight. And it was amazing. Like out of nowhere. Zero out. humidity. Yep. Yeah. No, it was this nice, man. Hmm. Oh. But. So I hope nobody can hear the fan that we now have going off in the background. It's kind of loud to I can, me. I can I can hear it a little bit, but it's okay. not not. Like I don't have a not bad pointed straight at me. Between that yeah. and like the stupid cicadas outside, because like I'm not I can't do this with the the garage door closed. It's just it's like an oven. It's just it's too much. So yeah, background noise is just gonna be part of it for now. I I can't hear it at all. Well, there you go. Yeah, I can't hear the cicadas. See, so. we hear that a lot. Like it's blaring on our end. Like we can hear it, obviously, because we're here. But like you go back and play it back, and some people are like, "I don't hear anything." So, cool. gotcha. Whatever. It's all that matters, all matters man. As long That's as right. you can't come over the thing. <clears throat> but uh, excited to have you here, man. I think like we we kind of made this a, a bolo episode because we haven't done one in a while. Um, so it's like a be on the lookout thing for anybody that's kind of new. Uh, we do a little bolo series where we highlight um, some people that are kind of newer to the breeding scene, um, just to sort of, you know, let people know they're there and to, you know, let them know that there's someone they should be on the lookout for. Uh, but Ben, getting into, you know, sort of the general podcast stuff. Um, what's your history with with herps? I. I've always been into animals growing up, you know, but I didn't really start keeping anything until, you know, my young adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I was listening to your guys' last podcast and I think some of, you know, our timeline actually might overlap a little bit because I was down in Virginia beach area, early two thousands, right about the same time. I think Justin, you said you were down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a really cool exotic pet store down there that had some interesting things. And that's kind of where it started. Oh, which one was that? God, I can't remember. It was like jungle something. Um, that was, no, it wasn't that one. It wasn't the big one. It was a smaller one. Hmm. But I did get an adult pair of uh, wild caught white, uh, white lips from that store. Oh, boy. How'd that yeah, go? That was, I, bet, that? I bet those were I bet those were <laughs> spicy. Um, well, considering <laughs> it was one of the you know one of the first 
snakes I actually started keeping. It was exciting to say the least. Yeah, I can imagine. I've heard nothing but bad things about those. As far as their attitude <laughs> and everything, everyone talks about just how, they, like, a they're stupid fast, and then b they're just they're really not not friendly. Yeah, yeah. These these were both just chainsaws striking at you every time yeah, you yeah. walk past <laughs> the enclosure. Awful. Nice, nice. So what? What kind of what? So yeah. So after you know, what drew you to? What are you? What are you doing now? Yeah, so I was kind of in and out of it, and you know, for a while. But three, four years ago, I decided, you know, I wanted to get back into it again. But I didn't want to just keep things for the sake of keeping things. I wanted to kind of do it with a purpose. Right. Right. And carpets were part of what I was keeping back at the beginning, and I really enjoyed them. So that's that's kind of. That's kind of where I uh, ended up. Nice going back to. Yeah, nice. So what, what kind of what kind what kind of carpets are you into? Man, I like all of them. Like, I don't think there's a bad <laughs> one out. There. Oh yeah, no, obviously not. They're, they're <laughs> they are just the superior, you know, everything. But um, yeah, like what what kind are you mostly into? I should say, you know, what's what are your what some of your projects look like? Man, right now the 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 Xanthic stuff is really, really catching my eye. Okay. Are the you doing Xanthic... right? Say again. No, go ahead. The Xanthic stuff, and then I've got a bunch of different caramel stuff that I've picked up from all over the place that I'm excited to work with. Also. Oh, very nice. So, what were the uh, what the first carpets you get? What were those? First carpets I ever cut were uh, were IJs. Yes. Back in the <laughs> early 2000s, yeah. Same I had IJs back then, and then when I started keeping again, you know, not too long ago, IJs were one of the first ones I picked up. Yeah, isn't that crazy, like, considering how far they've come in, like, a short amount of time, sort of? Like, you remember when you first got your, you know, your first IJs, they probably weren't, anything like everyone kind of considered them like the trash carpet right and now yeah. you look at them and they're you just know, they're they're i mean they haven't even scratched the surface on them yet but they're they're getting so much more popular and getting their you know their day in the sun so to speak right i still love them i mean like you said there's so much untapped potential there and yeah you know it's funny i think they're awesome i think they're one of the most you know, exciting ones out there. They're great straight out of the egg. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have any problems getting any of them to feed. You know, anything like that. They're so, and they were all docile too. I don't think that's oh, been man, the case I, for Yeah, Jake. no, that is not, <laughs> no. Docile is not how I would describe anything I've produced. I've done, I have some animals that are a bit larger that are you know, very calm, but. I with have, the IJs? Uh, oh yeah, my yeah, mine are my some most of my adults are pretty chill, but my babies have been they have the devil been, last year, last year and this year, the large majority of them are just complete assholes. The pissed off huh. teenager gene. Oh, I yeah. had the I had the complete opposite experience with the clutch, the one clutch that I produced. Wow. 
they were all super docile except for one and he's still an asshole to this day <laughs> yeah see, yeah I, no, I think it's an age it, thing with those like i think they they do calm down eventually but for whatever yeah, reason they are, come out carpets are yeah as long as you actually like i know i'm not saying handle them all the time but as long as you normally you know just like when you clean if you hold them for a minute or two like they get used to it and they calm down once they're older you know once they're young I, while they're young you know they, they stay feisty man but as mm-hmm. they get older they usually chill out a bit but right see i, I yeah i got that experience with the jungles the jungles are always kind of feisty <laughs> they were also a lot harder to get started on food too i thought yeah oh really yeah the jungles were way harder than getting the ij started oh yeah that i will say i but two seasons in a row i had both both clutches a present thought first time i offered right off the bat i mean i've not, i never had issues with getting them to feed um, I've had a couple that stayed kind of dodgy, like they would decide when they wanted to eat kind of deal. Um, mm. But they but they still ate, you know, and again, every single one, first time I offer food, frozen thawed, fuzzy, right off the rip. So, right. Uh, it's, I, I definitely can't complain about that run. So. Yeah, the, um, so you got those, those IJs to start, and then yep. sort of where did it go from yeah. there? I got. I actually got those IJs and the better part of a, you know, an entire jungle collection from a woman up in Maine. It's kind of secondhand, mm-hmm. and that's that's what got me started. You know, they were all sub adults and adults. Uh, it was a collection of eight eight animals. You know, the two IJs included. Yep. And I ended up, get, you know getting the whole that whole chunk of the collection to kind of start off with and practice with nice and was that more recent like when you just got back into them yeah yeah okay very cool you still have do you still have those animals i do i well i should say i still have most of them okay yeah early on i i kind of had a catastrophic failure and lost half a rack and oh no yeah that sucks that's yeah that's never it's never a fun time it's always my biggest fear is coming home and finding out that you know a a stat or an outlet or something you know had problems right that's why i don't cheap out on stats man i had you know i've had one ve like i think we had a power surge and my fuse, the fuse in my V100 just blew, but nothing happened. The device right. turned off right. and everything was shut off. You know, it just got a little cold, and then I noticed and fixed it, and you know, it wasn't an issue. But I, I see why that, I don't that was on my thing with that man. That was my that was my you know original rookie mistake is cheaping out on the thermostat, and that's exactly what did it. Oh man, yeah, that's one of those you live and you learn type thing yep. man that's that was one risk i never took and I, I probably took more caution to it because like my dad's an electrician and so he used to own his own business so i was always around like electrical stuff all the time and so like i'm always thinking in that aspect and i'm a little bit more paranoid about it than i should be but you know better to be safe right. sorry when it comes to that stuff yeah See, I don't know that I necessarily worry about, like, I use those Inkbird thermostats and I haven't had any issues with them, but I do worry more about, like, overloading an outlet. Dude, yeah. I love those Inkbird 
thermostats. Awesome. I've been using one on my tall rack for three years, and I haven't had an issue nice. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, nice. the problem I'm I'm having right now is I need to find a surge protector that has enough space between the outlets to be able to put a handful on there because they're they are blocky. And they do take right. up a lot of space when you plug them in, so it is kind of hard to find a thermostat—not uh, a thermostat, but a surge protector that can sort of. Can host. I need to show you. I need to show you the one I got, dude. Yeah, so me pictures. You spend, if you're if you're willing to spend a little bit of money, you can get a nice one. And because I don't cheap out on those either, I get the ones that are capable of holding, you know, a lot of wattage. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I check everything, and then I always like get something that can take way more than what i'm plugging into it mm-hmm. because realistically like heat tape doesn't put off that right, much right. you're not running anything so, with crazy high wattage right so if you get a surge protector that's capable of taking a lot as long as your outlet doesn't you know one thing i check regularly is i feel, always feel my outlets like i'll come and put my hand on it if it feels warm then i know i have to change things up but if it's just room temperature or cold then you know let it ride Gotcha. Yeah, I've got I've got that and everything else in here is GFI too. So oh, there you go. Yeah, it's definitely um, def- electricity is definitely not something you want to mess around with. And <laughs> heat tape, heat tape in general just kind of scares me. But it's the mo- it's the best thing to use for heating racks, man. Like it's right. Yeah, it's I think as long as you keep an eye on it too, it's it'll you know it'll be all right. Yeah, and the, the other thing is, you know, actually changing it. You know, everybody who runs racks, like, change your heat tape, like, every, what do they say, three to five years-ish? That sounds Something about like right. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. so they say change it out. Man, don't don't sleep on something like that, man. You, yeah, you got to I mean, be safe you, Well, you think about it, back. it's got that plastic coating on it, right? But it's running 24-7, 365, and then you have tubs being slid, you know, off and on. You know, if it's belly heat, especially, right, and spots. so it's like eventually it's gonna wear down. It's gonna wear itself out. You right. Know, it's, it's. I don't. I don't know. And that. And that's why I think recessed heat tape is so damn important in racks, especially like if it's back heat. Like that's a little different. Like you can get away with, with it there. But if you're running belly heat, man, you gotta have that heat tape recessed because the more the tubs drag on, on the on that stuff, man, the more it's gonna wear. Right. But, so do you run uh so since we're talking about racks and cages like what do you prefer for something like an adult carpet do you go more racks or more cages um it honestly depends uh my jungles they're you know they're a little smaller so i keep them in a big homemade rack they're great big 120 quart tubs. Oh, there you go yeah and see, I um, think tubs like that work great. For me, it's like I'll use a tub all day as long as it's a little tall. If I can have some space for perching, easy. Yeah, I mean, the footprint on the thing is 18 by 45 inches or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, I use, I use that for them, and then I use a combination of caging and racks for the other stuff. I got gotcha. you. Well, speaking of racks, we love... The racks at MP Cages and Exotics. Oh, little little, little slide in plug Boy, right there. You yeah. like that? that was pretty good. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty. That was, that was pretty tasty. Yeah, man. I've actually, I actually ran through some snakes today and yesterday, with and uh, I'm running two of those systems right now, man. I tell you, it's several months in, we're still going strong. Everything's holding well. So my arboreal rack is working flawlessly with my green trees. Yeah, I think the next rack I get from him is actually going to be the back heat tape. How do you like it? Does it warm up nicely in the tubs? Oh, yeah. 
the backy. I prefer back over belly. I think anytime I can. Yeah. I think I'm going to start using that for uh, hatchlings and I mean all my racks. Honestly, I think it'll be better for them. Yeah, I actually I mean, just changed my hatchling rack over to back heat versus belly heat. Oh yeah, how do you like it so far? Um, they they seem to spend a lot more time, you know, back there now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I found when I had the belly heat, they were always pressed up against the front. Okay, right. it's kind of the reverse. You know, like they spit like my chondros. I have some that spend, you know, some are they, they hang out more up front, and then I have some that hang out pretty much almost exclusively in the back. And then I have some that kind of bounce between the two. Uh, and, I mean, but, do you guys check with your back heat? You know, I guess specifically in a hatchling rack, do you check the uh, temperatures like regularly or like how's the floor temperature get? I don't. I need oh, to know yeah. I, I keep a heat gun right on my hatchling rack just for that purpose, mm-hmm. you know, because especially after that first scare, I'm kind of anal now when it comes yeah. to temps. Oh, I can imagine. Um, but yeah, no, I it it seems to hold temp pretty good. Nice. You know, the bottom versus the top, it's it doesn't really fluctuate that much. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people are kind of kind of shy about doing back heat because they feel like they're not getting as much heat. On yeah, but animals, I, feel but like I don't find that the case. The, the I way like I see it too is that you know, there it's a smaller prey item. You know, I don't, I don't think they they seem to run through their system a little faster. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I for me, like, I guess, like, I've always been under the impression that I like I wanted my animals to be able to lay on top of heat. You know, you know, be able to lay on, under their box and be on heat. But, you know, it's it's one of those things, like, I guess instead of, like, actually heating the tub, like, you're more so heating the air, yeah, I guess, right. in the in the, ba- in the back of it. And it still gives you that gradient. I don't know, man. Like, for me, I, I also feel like you'd have a little less fluctuation with within it, you know, with the heat tape, because it's more so, like, the whole area being warmed up versus just, you know, again, right. underneath the tub. So I feel like your yeah. temps might be a little bit more... A little less fluctuating because that's one thing that's never failed to piss me off with heat tape is how much <laughs> the temperatures fluctuate throughout it, man. It kills me. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I find that it gives them a little bit more of a gradient too that way. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I just think it's more acute, I guess. Like that that hot mm-hmm. end is is not yeah. as it doesn't go as far into the tub where like, you know, a, a typical gradient. I think it it's much more focused towards the back. But even then, in my right. chondro tubs, it's still, like, when I open those tubs, I can feel heat coming out of it. Like, it's not like there's just, like, they have to be pressed up against the back to get any sort of heat from it. Right. right. You know, but I just, I prefer back heat just because that same reason of, you know, belly heat and opening and closing the tub a million times over the course of several years, wearing it down, you know, I do think you get more right. life out of it when it's when it's back heat like that. And I right. must definitely see it with chondros, man, as much as they perch. And it's like, you know, I, I also see, you know, why it could be good, especially for baby carpets, because I find that, you know, especially the young ones, they stay up a lot, mm-hmm. you know, right. and if they, and if they can access that heat while staying, you know, perched up, it would be, you know, it gives them another option for a gradient, you know, right. they, have right. gradient, they have a gradient on the ground where they can hide, but they can also lay up and then still get that warmth that they want. It's more of a basking area per se right that's why i ended up changing them because i noticed they only sat right on top to eat when they were actively digesting yeah right you know right and then they'd leave it yeah so i'm curious to see with the back heat this 
this time around if it's any different. Yeah, what's interesting with the chondros, too, is I'm starting to wonder if the ones that are sitting towards the back and don't really move much are actually females, which I suspect they are. One of them I'm almost positive is a female. And then the ones that I notice hang out more towards the middle or up front, I think might be more more male, you know, possibly. I don't really? know. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. You, you think that, you think, you know, temperature liking would have something to do with the, the sex? Well, I mean, not even, not even necessarily that, but just the fact that you can, you know, David Brahms talked about this with me and Luke and, and we're all in agreement. Like, I think you can tell a chondro's sex pretty easily by behavior over time. Like you can tell which ones really? are going to be females, which ones are going to be males, because the females just really don't move. You know, the males you'll see towards the front, you'll see them in the middle, you'll see them in the back. They're cruising at night. Like my females, my younger females, they don't really move much. Sure. So I don't know. I'm curious. I, that's not like a a hard and fast rule by any means. And we'll we'll come to find probably within the next year or so when I start getting plugs and stuff from sheds with them if we're right or not. But I think a lot of lot of condor guys will tell you. You know, if if you keep an animal long enough and you don't know the sex of it, you can probably tell pretty easily just just by behavior. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, females, man. Like males, even if they're young, you notice they're a lot more active. They cruise a lot more at night. Females, you'll notice they just kind of kind of sit there. Yeah. During the day, they sit gotcha. There. You know. That's interesting. Um, so, Ben, do you work with anything else other than carpets? Like, do you have any other projects that you're working on? Nope. Nope. No. Solely carpets right. right now. Hey, that's not a bad thing, Ben. I'm pretty much mostly carpets. Uh, right. You got but, that new scrub. and Oh, he's not new anymore. I've had him for a hot minute now. But, uh, yeah, I've got him. I've got the scrub hanging out. He's still an asshole. Um, and then I've got the little group of Pituophis. Those are still, That's sweet. still out there. And then oh, everything else is a carpet. I'm itching for rat snakes, though, man. Oh, man. I've got I've got the itch bad, and I don't like it. Like Asian rats? or uh, no, no, dude, just North American rats. Straight up. I, I, I love them. I don't know what it is. I saw some uh, Apalachicola uh, white oak. Gray rats the other day, and I about lost my mind. <laughs> they are. I had a wild, I had a wild caught black rat snake when I was in Virginia, and that thing was evil. Oh yeah. <laughs> Any of the wild caughts around here, man, are just psychos. It doesn't matter how big See, they are. They no, all just. No, I don't know. The handful of yellows that I found that were really big, for the most part, were pretty chill. Like they weren't trying to strike nah. at you constantly. No, nah, this this thing was like S posture, striking the glass. <laughs> I mean evil. Jeez. Yeah, a lot of them that I find, man, because like I have found more yellow rat snakes than I can count. Um but the large majority of them, man, they're all they're all dicks. I think I found one I found one when it was like fifty degrees outside and it was really chill because it was cold and it just like wasn't <laughs> doing anything. But every other one just wants to kill me, man. They hate me. That that must be. I wonder if that's a population thing because you know my parents had chickens for a while. They don't anymore. So obviously you have chickens. You're gonna get chicken snakes or yellow rat snakes. Yeah. And uh, granted, I was on the all the way on the other side of Buford too. Right. I was in Yamasee finding most of my yellow rat snakes. 
and you're oh, out yeah. on the island, so it very could be like uh, a, yeah. Like but we'd thing. find these massive ones that are you know five foot or so, maybe a little smaller, and you know they didn't really want to. They just wanted to get away. Like they wouldn't really strike. They didn't seem to really care. They were just more interested in leaving. And then you get the Man, younger, I, the younger ones were much more ornery. <coughs> but I think because those ones get so big, they really don't have any predators outside of like predatory birds. And so I think I know, over man, time I, they kind of mellow out a little bit because they realize nothing's found, really going to mess with them. <laughs> I found that that, one that wasn't my, my experience at all down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, man. I found one that was legit pushing. It was pushing close to seven feet long. It was a yellow rat snake that I found in my uh, neighbor's chicken coop. This thing was huge. It was everybody's six plus. Uh, but, yeah, she was, she was a jerk too. I don't know what it is about those things. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. They, I think that might Snake be Snake whisper. I think, yeah, it's, I think they, it's, just, they just don't like you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, speaking of big snakes, though, I caught the biggest banded water snake of my life today. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Like this, this oh, thing you never, was You didn't a send me any mammoth. pictures. No, I didn't Picture have didn't my happen. phone out. No, I didn't have my phone out. Um, but, uh, man, I got some pictures. But, uh, yeah, no, dude, this thing was – this is a banded water snake, dude. I'm talking like pushing five foot. Jesus. Damn. No, like I ain't about almost nearly as big around as my forearm. Freaking she was diesel. Huge. Yeah. I mean, wow. It was, it was a monster. I the only thing bigger I've caught in a rodeo wise is a big old diamond, uh diamond water or diamondback water snake. Um that I caught way out in Texas. But that thing was huge. But no, dude, this banded was massive. Beautiful snake too. So I was, I, was, cool. I was adjusting the fan when Jake asked what else you were keeping outside of carpets, and you just said carpets, yeah? Uh, pretty much. I mean, I've got one or two odds and ends. I've got a hypo boa. There you go. Um, and a western hog nose. Oh, okay. That, that's, hmm. that's about it. Uh, hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with that. I love hog nose snakes. I've got... A four foot tall exoterra that I've got a pair of cresteds in, but that's out in the living oh, nice. room just for visual purposes. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. yeah, no, just pretty much all carpets. Hey, that's not bad, man. It's good to keep focus sometimes, you know. It's it's easy to get off track. I found myself doing that and I was just like you know, for a period it's like I was just getting mostly random stuff, but you know, there was He did have a I he did have a spell. I had a, I had a plethora. That was like I when I just first, showed up. I was just, yeah, I was see, just giving it the picture. Jake had everything. I had. A, that's what I. Yeah, I, I was all over the place. I had a water python. I had a Nicaraguan boa constrictor. I had what else? I, have? I had blood pythons. Yeah, that king rat. Dude, I had the king. Yeah, the Chinese king rat. Uh, oh yeah, it was. It was see, that sounds that sounds like my early collections. Yeah, no. You know, I've, I've I had Vietnamese blue beauties and Ridley's Ridley eyes and mm-hmm. retics and all kinds yeah. of coach whips. Oh, that was a fun species to keep. Yeah, I so, think I, I think I pretty much mapped out exactly you know kind of where I want to go with things. A couple Calibra projects, a lot of carpets, and a couple big snakes, and 
I'll be happy. Yeah, but I think that's the growing pains that everyone sort of goes through. You know, we've all been through that phase where we had just a bunch of random, random stuff. Yeah, and I feel like you kind of have to have that. Phase, you do, you know, to to really learn yeah. what you want and what's going to make what you, you happy enjoy through all this. Right. Yeah, but to find out what right. you enjoy, you got to keep different stuff. I mean, don't get exactly. wrong. I'm sure there's some people that get one thing and they're like, boom, this is it. This is what I want to focus on. And, you know, you write it out. You know, that's how it was for me. As soon as I got my first carpet, I knew those were the snakes for me, you know, but it's, it took, it took some extras and it took finding out that I don't really want to keep certain other species by keeping them, you know? So it's just, it works out. Well, in a way, I think it's right. also yeah, really... that's, that was kind of, go ahead, Ben. I was going to say that was kind of my mentality, you know, going into this collection too. I wanted it to have a purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. I just, I think it's also really good. Like I, I'm actually obviously just like you guys, you know, I went through a phase where I had a, you know, a bunch of random stuff too, sort of coming and going and I had my invert phase and stuff and I don't regret it at all. You know, I like you, I think it's not bad to have that experience with different kinds of snakes and different kinds of, you know, inverts. If you're keeping tarantulas, For sure. you know, there's a large spectrum of tarantulas as far as keeping and, and behavior and stuff like that. And so I think it's definitely not a bad thing that, that you spend time with other stuff and you sort of get to learn the ins and outs of them. And then that's, that helps you decide on what you want to sort of focus on more, even, even more so. Right. But the Morelia bug will bite you and bite you hard. Oh, oh yeah, man! It's addicting. I remember yeah, the first carpet you know, I ever saw, man, and it's like super vivid because this was actually the first carpet I ever saw was actually when we were living in Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, whatever you want to call it. Um, we were just getting into corns, and the guy that we were buying corns from at that time he had a carpet, and it was it, it was just sort of like a from what I remember it was just like a coastal, but I just remember it being this like grayish color i don't think it was an exanthic or anything like that because i don't think any of that was around at that point but I just it was remember probably just a wild type jungle yeah. at that point i just remember seeing it and thinking like dude that thing looks awesome and the guy was like yeah he's he's like super mean so i was like okay <laughs> dude, get out of here get out of here that was an ij straight off the boat so, i don't know i don't know yeah you're, you're at a flea market weren't you no no that was actually uh, the first carpet i ever bought but this one was oh, like the first oh, carpet I ever okay. saw. Like the that my like I had no idea what a carpet python was aside from yeah. maybe reading it in one of my books. Um, but then I actually saw it and I was like, "Oh my god, that looks awesome!" And he's like, "Yeah, he's 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 not friendly." And then yeah, the first man, carpet it, I got, it was like I remember seeing that baby sitting in that deli cup at the. It was at a flea market. It was uh, Ben Siegel at the time. If anybody's from like the Charleston area, that name will sound familiar. Uh, and it was just this little cross in a cup and I just remember looking at that and thinking that was the coolest thing ever and I didn't get it that day but I remember going home and looking up like anything I possibly could about carpet pythons like I was obsessed at that point and I <laughs> we eventually made our way back there to that flea market and I ended up buying one but man it just and that at that point I was like these things are awesome like these are the coolest coolest snakes like they're active they're easy to keep you know so yeah yeah it's just they're such a cool genus I feel like we're preaching to the choir. Oh yeah, I mean our our listeners are full. We're full of Morelia heads. So absolutely. So well, what what do you? Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was gonna ask Ben, like, what was what's you, what was your initial draw with carpets, though? Like, what made you decide these are what I want to want to really stick with? <laughs> 
that initial pair of IJs, man, it, yeah. it, it's one of those things where as soon as you get handed, you know, that, that first carpet Python and it's, it, you know, it's back then, I think everybody was used to just corn snakes and ball pythons mm-hmm. and, you know, this thing, they were so inquisitive and, you know, just looking around and looking at you and just the way, just the whole interaction with those yeah. snakes and every single one of them are different. Mm-hmm. And then you come to find that they're not hard to keep at all. Like they're right. Actually, they're actually a really great species and genus. Yeah, they really are. But that always, I always wonder about that. You know, guys like Eric Burke and all those other guys that are like just hardcore Morelia guys. It's like, man, you got to wonder, like, what was Does it ever what was the old? original draw? Like, what was it? Like, was there one specific snake that they saw somewhere that they were like, I got to look into that more? That's and that I feel like everybody like if you're a carpet guy, I feel like almost everybody remembers like the first time they saw yeah. carpet. Yeah. Cause like I definitely remember mine. It was there. I don't know if y'all ever, you know, have heard of this, but there used to be a website. It was called Reptiles TV. Yeah. And yeah, I totally like, they, they had some like random videos. And so like back then, like I don't even know if I started keeping any snakes yet, but you know, I was looking into things. I may have had a corn snake at the time, but I was looking at other things I wanted to get into. And I you know, was on the computer constantly. And so I watched this video and this dude had a carpet python in it. And I remember seeing it and like, I still I can remember what it looked like, everything. I remember seeing it and I was like, that is incredible. That is the most beautiful snake I've ever seen. I want that. And then I looked into it and found out, you know, at the time I thought they got too big for what my parents were going to let me have at the house. So I just kind of wrote them off for a little while and then like once I once I was able to get one when I was in college, it, it was just all downhill, man. And it was it was just so funny going all the way back to something I saw when I was maybe twelve years old and mm-hmm. obsessing over it then. And then by the time I'm you know eighteen, nineteen years old, I get my first one, and then it's just it's over. Now here's a question for both of you though, because even though we've all sort of gone through that period of having you know the Noah's Ark phase where we had like two of everything. Um, <laughs> Do you think that that uh, what's the best way to phrase it? Like that initial like seeing the carpets and keeping your first one, I guess. Do you think even if you ended up getting out of them, do you think that played a part in you sort of still like coming back to them in a sense? Like you enjoyed them, like you loved them so much. That even though you never oh, yeah. had any, you still like you loved them that much that you were like, I, if I'm getting back in or I'm getting more stuff, it's got to be these. Well, I had a pretty large collection back in the early 2000s, you know, when I had all that different stuff. And then I ended up selling it off when I moved. And it was probably 10 or 12 years in between that where I didn't keep much of anything. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, it was full speed carpets. Yeah. There you go. And it, I mean, what that's what I'm, I guess that's what I'm getting at is like, did you do that because you missed the carpets like in specifically? Like there wasn't, it wasn't like, man, I really miss blue beauties. I need to get my hands on some. It was like, no carpets. I gotta get, I miss carpets. Like legitimately. Yeah. I mean, that stuff was fun, but the, the, inter, the, just the interaction you get with carpet pythons mm-hmm. is what sold me on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, you get your brettles and then it's all over. (laughs) Yeah, that I'm super excited for that this year. Do you, you don't you have bra- any right now? Are you brittles or? I'm I'm cooking eggs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. man. Those, yeah, they're so... about they're about four weeks out. Nice, man. Oh, that's so awesome! I didn't know you had brittles eggs. He's got everything, mm-hmm. man. I got a little everything. Yeah, man. I tell you, you take some bomb ass pictures too. You I try. I, I feel like I'm starting to figure it out. Yeah, definitely. I'm starting to I'm starting to venture out. You know, I do, I do a lot more wildlife stuff right now, but like I'm I'm about to start trying some stuff with the snakes and going outside and yeah, Jake's doing really well natural. with the photography stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm, having, killing I'm, it. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's, it's, it's fun, it's, man. Yeah, like ever since like yeah, at first like I started taking it, with, I was just doing stuff with my phone, and then my girlfriend uh, gave me her other camera that she's using you know it's older than you know she's got you know a really you know nice camera but she gave me she gave me her old one and i just started messing around with it and going out with her and it, i ended up liking it a lot so i'm about to start playing yeah. with some stuff with the snakes and different lighting and stuff so hopefully my content uh, will be will be a little bit better here soon you guys do you guys go to the yeah. cypress wetlands thing in port royal at all yet Oh yeah, we went there the day before yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we were there Friday. earlier today. There was a couple of little gators, and dude, there's so many turtles there; it's unbelievable. Oh, I've my never gosh, seen more so turtles many. in my life. Man, I've been looking out for that king snake you told me you saw. Today. Yeah, I went to that I've been spot today and every I didn't time. See it. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's definitely a cool place. We go to Donnelly a lot. That's more of a driving trail, mm-hmm. but that's where we get a lot of stuff. That's where we went yesterday. So you guys got it lucky. I don't, I get, you know, a lot of red-eared sliders, ribbon snakes, you know, orange salamanders, things like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like Virginia where you can go out and catch 60 pound snapping turtles. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we get the snappers here, but they're, they're a little harder to come by in my opinion. I, I don't, we don't get lucky with those very often. I think they're in pretty much any fresh body of water. It's just the fact that you never see them unless they're crossing a road. Yeah, exactly. Could be. Yeah. yeah. But I love snapping turtles so much, man. Oh, my God. I absolutely love they're fun. snappers. They're fun to, to play with. <laughs> yeah, they are. But yeah, honestly, like, it's living here. Yeah, I was thinking about it the other day, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people that live here really take advantage of what we what we are able to see, you know, because I was talking to one of my friends in California not that long ago, and he's like, yeah, man, I've never seen an alligator in the wild. Like, what do you mean you've never seen an alligator in the wild? Like, I see them daily. They're like squirrels here. It's like, oh, yeah, another gator. Yeah, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, I think about stuff like that. Now that I've got more into taking pictures, I'm into birds more now. And, you know, just seeing all the different kinds that we have here, man, it's it's incredible. Some of the wildlife we have. That's what's funny about the native stuff we have here that I think about a lot is, like, think about the first guy like on the the first group of dudes that came to to North America <laughs> seeing an alligator for the first time imagine what the hell they thought like imagine walking up upon that like you just came across you know the Atlantic Ocean you have no idea where you're landing but you're there you're walking around and you see a freaking alligator and you're like what the hell is that and then yeah. you see all the different snakes you know you probably see a coral snake and they're probably like 
you know, someone at some point had to be the first person <laughs> to, to to touch one and be like, I'm going to play with right. it. You know what I mean? And then at that point, oh, yeah. that's the one that got bit. And then they're like, oh, okay. So next time you see one of these, <laughs> let's not touch it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always wonder about that kind of stuff. Like, what it must have been like, you know, to be the, the first guy to set foot down here and then see an alligator and be like, what is that? Like, it's like almost like being on the moon, dude. Like, you might as well be yeah. on another planet. <laughs> Everything's foreign. Yeah, Imagine that. Like, all the trees, you, everything, foreign. People think I'm on another planet when they see me laying on the ground, you know, five feet from an alligator, trying to take a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, but see, I've been, I've been playing around with macros, too. At least oh, yeah. they can see you looking at something. When I'm doing that and they walk by, they can't even see what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I Yeah. Have your lens like touching the leaf, and they're like, "What is he doing?" Yeah, right. Yeah, Way too close. I've been wanting to mess around with some macro. I have a macro attachment that'll go on uh, an eighteen to fifty-five lens that I have, and I'm about to start messing around with that outside because it takes really good portraits. Like even you know farther away with the mm-hmm. macro on it. So yep. I think I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it with some snakes and then see what we can get. But, what is what is A and B stand for? A and B stands for basically just Addie and Ben. It's my girlfriend and myself. Oh, okay. okay there you go. Yeah. Nice. So, is your girlfriend into into the reptiles with you? She does a lot more of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, she's developing our our website. You know, she tends to respond to emails when I'm slacking on that stuff, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, you know, that, and it's, it's hard, it's hard for me to get to that side of it too. You know, especially this time of year, I'm working six days. Yeah. A week you were saying your work schedule hours crazy. a day. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I'm not working, I'm in the snake room doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, pretty much how my my days off are are now like i'm off sundays and mondays sundays it's like time off hanging out with you know family whatever then mondays it's like cleaning day catching up on you know working on magazine stuff doing doing all the stuff i need to get done going to walmart getting bedding whatever you know right yeah it's it's kind of how i wind down after work you know it's you know even after three four years of doing it and 50 plus animals i mean it, it's not even a chore mm-hmm. right yeah no i have you know a couple of days out of the week i have two days out of the week set to where you know obviously throughout the week i poked in there and see what's going on but i have two days out of the week that i set for you know cleaning and watering you know change out waters because i feel like twice a week changing water twice a week is you know sufficient i don't change water every day if you do that good for you um, but I don't, so I set apart two days a week where I go in there and do the deep clean, change water, all that good stuff. See, I, I break it apart in threes. Okay. Like, I'll do all the hatchling stuff on Monday. So, you know, not specifically this order, but... Right. You know, I'll do the hatchlings one day, then I'll do all the stuff I'm growing out the next day, and then I'll do all my adult stuff the following day. Because I find if I try to feed everything at the same time, they all mess their cages at the yeah. same time. Yeah, you're just making more work and, for yourself. Yeah, so this way it kind of spreads it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. 
Yeah, I thought about doing that, but then, you know, in my head, it was like, ah, it's more days after work that I have to go in, you know, because I don't get off until five o'clock as it is, and I've got to do dinner, and then by the time dinner's made and doing all that, it's 7.30, and then I got to go to bed by around 10 o'clock to wake up at, you know, the buck crack of dawn. And so it's, it's one of those things I try to bust it out, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, see, I was doing that, but then, you know, it start, started turning into a full-day event, so. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how it was and for me And we only the got one day off. With the Cresteds? Yeah, when I was breeding Cresteds, it got to that point where it was like, okay. I was spending an entire day cleaning and feeding everything, and it was just like, I I, I want to go back to snakes. I was like, this is just, it got, <laughs> right. it got to be too much. The only time I could do that is when I was working part time and I had somebody else, you know, kind of working with me on everything. You know, that was the only time I could do, uh, you know, there was a period where we had like 30 snakes and 30 some geckos. And it was, you know, the geckos were just a lot, you know, they took up an extra, but yeah. yeah. But I wasn't working, you know, 40 plus hours in a week and, you know. It was when Jake was was but a boy. Was but a boy. That's right. Sometimes I wish we could go back to those days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I look at my daughter and I'm like, I miss the days of having zero responsibilities. Right? Cake on your face. No bills. No bills. Nothing to do. Like, your only worry is you want to watch TV and we won't let you. So now you have to go actually be creative and play with something, toys, whatever. <laughs> God forbid they go outside. Right. God forbid. Yeah, especially nowadays, man. It's sad. Oh, it's so sad. It's like pulling teeth, I swear. Yeah. You know, for me growing <laughs> up, man, I, I grew up in, in the woods on five acres. You know, I had four wheelers when I was young and I was always doing something outside. That that was me too, man. Especially in the summer, as soon as the sun came up, I was gone. Didn't come back till the street lights came on. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh. We didn't even have street lights where I was. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But um, at what point, Ben, did you decide to to start breeding? Um, it was shortly after I I got that collection. Um, you know, I just, none of, none of it's really documented. I mean, the names are there, but I can't Mm -hmm. connect any of the dots. Gotcha. So, so, you know, it's technically undocumented. Um, but you know, I, like I said, I wanted the collection to kind of serve a purpose and I'd never done it before. And I figured this was a good place to start. Yeah. So did you, when you got back into, you know, in your kind of, you know, surge into carpets, you know, did you go into it like, did you go into it saying, okay, I want to keep carpets or did you go into it saying, I want to breed carpets, you know, is that, was that kind of your, your goal before you even got the snakes? It, uh, kind of both. It was, I want to try to breed those carpets. Okay. And then you. it turned into, <clears throat> well, now I've got the GI Joe. You know, I want the GI Joe with the karate chop action and the yeah. grip. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, so it just I'm a I'm a collector at heart, you know, so there's I'm always looking for the next step. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. 
And you nice. said you you have like a certain focus on on coastals. Yeah, I mean, I've got almost everything's going to be tiger eventually. Okay, man, you and Billy Hunt would be BFFs. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've been, we've been talking kind of on and off a little bit. It <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got I've got tiger caramels from a couple different people with kind of outcross lineages, and I've got azantic, you know, head azantic tiger stuff. Mm-hmm. And is it more and, of like you know, the tiger thing, or is it more like a coastal thing? Like you like, are you like Billy where you're just a stripe addict and if it's got stripes, you're like, I want it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's yellow and black, brown and black, white and black. If it's got stripes, I'm sold. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. I do have a thing for those Russian tigers, man. Yeah. I've got a little bit of that lineage. See, I, I don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, stripes are extremely popular. That's part of the reason I don't get a lot of stripes at my base on. What jag you had that you sold Billy that had that stripe? That was a smoking. Yeah, I don't care who you are. That thing was that thing was. Yeah, that she was lights out, man. That's kind of why I let her go to Billy. If she went, if she wasn't going to Billy, she wasn't going to nobody. I can tell you that right now. She would have stayed right there with me, or she wouldn't go to him. But I, for me. Where was I going with the stripe? Okay. So for me, like the stripes that I like are more so like the thick, you know, dorsal on top. You know what I mean? Like instead of like the multiple lines going down the back, I like that one thick, you know, like we're seeing with it. With a lot of the IJ stuff. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say your the the way your IJs look, man. Oh, they're they're so cool. I love that dorsal stripe they show. Yeah, I mean. I like the stripes, but, you know, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I just bought a completely undocumented IJ just because I liked the way it looked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, you know, and that thing doesn't have a single stripe on it. Yeah. But See, it I looks... like that, though. Like, I like the... I think... Like, we are at a point kind of in the hobby where it's one of those things where if it's... Like, if it's not documented, I don't want it. Even for the people that only have, like, one snake. And that's tricky too, man. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. But about I kind of like it. Like if you like the way it looks, you like the way it looks. You know. Yeah, right. and that's, that's kind of where. What difference does it make? Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like is, I don't give a shit as long as you don't try to sell the sell it animal as something, as something is, it's not. Exactly. Right. Like if it's in there's, I don't care if you breed on like undocumented carpets, but don't try to sell me an IJ when this is undocumented. Like, be straight right. up. Be like, hey, I produce this cool-looking carpet. I have no idea what's in it. This is an undocumented carpet, but it looks cool as hell. See, right. That, you know, they, and that's I mean, something I've, I've even thought about doing a project, like, especially for that. Because the first carpet python I have, I, I got, I have no lineage on her, but I have her. And she's really pretty. So I thought about getting another undocumented male and then just putting them together, making some cool-looking carpets that are just completely right. nothing. I've you got know. jungles that are the same way. High yellow, super clean stripe, you know, awesome screamers of animals, but, you know, I can't back it up with nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That is That's one nice the... thing about the Chondro community is, like, if something's undocumented, like, people are pretty open to tell you, like, I have, I can tell you kind of what type this looks like, but to say that it is, in fact, like a manoc or, you know, something else. Yeah. Right, with carpets, that's impossible. Yeah. With yeah. the variability and, you know, 
Yeah, and I feel like the hardest the, the hardest thing with carpets is like with with so many the way things used to be as far as you know the crossing of subspecies it's like it just got lost you know as far as the the u.s lineage like you have no idea where a lot of that like what kind of right. stuff was thrown in there you know obviously there's you know very specific lines that you that are that trace back but it's likely like if somebody if you're at a show and somebody just has a carpet that's labeled ij it's likely a cross of some sort mm-hmm. that fell through you know and got to a vendor you know it's it's it all just got lost somewhere along the way yeah well i also wonder if that sort of thing is the reason sort of jungles sort of came and not necessarily came and went but definitely you know had their peak and then they you know people sort of dispersed from there into other stuff like i wonder if the sort of the the lineage craze you think that's true i don't know I, I was gonna say because because when I did my first show in November and I got the complete opposite results, like everybody's all about that black and yellow, and they passed right over my IJs. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like jungles just used to be like center stage when it came to carpets, and, and then eventually still, everyone kind of realized there was other things going on that are like just as nice and not crazy expensive, and they're fun. I feel and... like we're, I feel like we're in the process of that. I don't think we're there yet. I think Jungle still do have center stage in the carpet world, at least, um, because that's right now, that's still what the new keepers find. Like, that's mm-hmm. the first type of carpet new carpet keepers run into, essentially. Um, jungles and Jaguars, you know, are what they are, what they see, you know, when you kind of first come into the community of, of you know, the carpet world. Um, but you know, I, IJs or Poplins are definitely a close second in my opinion. They're starting to be, I, I keep seeing, you know, my first carpet is, is this, you know, IJ, you know, undocumented or not, I really don't care. You know, it's the IJ type, Poplin type, whatever you want to call it, right. you know, and, you know, but, and that's fine, but I, I'm seeing more and more of those. So I do feel like the rise is there, but I feel like more of the, of the serious carpet guys are starting to see the potential in, in the, in the IJ world right now, you know, like the, the people who are already in it are starting to see it more and they're paying more attention to it. And I feel like that's why we have seen them grow in popularity so much um, because the guys who are, who have, who have been in the carpets are starting to, you know, get into them a little bit more and everybody's starting to kind of just pay attention to them man you know with some of the stuff that's been brought in and some of the stuff that people are producing is just out of this world you know so yeah i just think like late 2000s you know early 2000s anywhere in that like 2000 or before that even up until you know semi-recently like there was just the jungle craze man where it was like jungles were were the thing right that's all you ever saw yeah. You know, and when you when you have guys like Scott Borden out there producing just these incredible looking jungles, I yeah. mean, like how can it, they're hard to beat, man? They are right. They, yeah. they, they are they're right. hard it's, to it, beat. It really yeah. is. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things. It's and from there, it's just all personal preference. Me, you know, I was drawn more to ij's because they were i guess a little less popular um they were say you know, at the time you know even though they're really not that much different so supposedly ij's were a little smaller um learning more i realized there's really not that much of a difference um uh, but no yeah, not between the not not jungles and ij's in my opinion from what i've seen no, um, I... 
but um so but yeah and they're just they're so untapped man but mm-hmm. they're definitely coming up yeah and I, I got much more of an appreciation for them after that last npr episode oh yeah you know oh yeah that Not was that a I, great episode i have a pair of them and i love them like they're awesome snakes but i think listening to them and then realizing sort of again just how like i said untapped like we're we're just scratching the surface on those things, and to wonder oh, what it's going to look like in five or ten years is just right crazy. Yeah, it's um, and you know, I the fact that we can still import them, I think, is a big you know factor mm-hmm. in in what what untapped potential there really is because you have no idea what could what could come in really. And I mean, there's stuff I have straight from Indonesia that is just out of this world gorgeous you know you know i'm working on some really dark stuff you know as we speak so it's, well that's yeah that's what i'm most interested to see is the selective breeding over the next yeah. couple of years like what you know the whittling down of of certain traits to where we're getting them in their you know their most yeah. extreme form you know the purple stuff yeah. the dark stuff the blonde stuff you know yeah all of that. there's and it is, what I love is I feel like everybody's kind of doing something different but they're yeah. also kind of similar mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, well, that yeah, just goes cool back to like, you know, that just goes back to what we were talking about with them. Like, there's something for everyone in them. Like, you like dark snakes? There's dark IJs. You like purple snakes? There's purple IJs. Like, you like light blonde with you know high contrast? Like, those exist in pop ones too. Like, like yeah. Riley was saying, you know, there's just so much variation that there right. really is. You're something just talking for one subspecies, right? If you want to talk about carpets in general? Good lord. Yeah, there's yeah. If you there yeah. literally is something for everyone. Yeah, that and that's what. Yeah, I mean that's there's just they're the best man. There's just mm-hmm. there's no there's no getting around it. Yeah, and it, I mean even but, as a whole, like not even just jungles, but carpets in general, just to see how far they've come in the last twenty years. You know, oh yeah, right. You know the first exanthics and stuff like that, and everything just exploding. We know with granites and the stripes and everything that everyone's working with. It's just it's crazy, right? Look at, I mean, look at Bradley's. Mm -hmm. Back in you know like two thousand four, I don't think I had ever seen a Bradley. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen pictures of them, but I don't think I'd ever seen one in real life. Yeah, now they're now they're fairly common. You know, I think a lot of a lot of people, you know, have them now. I still so. don't think I still think they're underappreciated. I agree. I think they're Dude. great. I do think I I think they're great as long as you're prepared to have a snake that is a little heftier. You know, obviously they're you know for for us they're they're not not so bad, but you know somebody new. As long as they're prepared right. to handle something that's large, not not aggressive, you know, not a bad snake at all, but something big, you know, because oh, if, you're you not, if, you're, if you're not used to it, it doesn't matter how nice the snake is, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Right. Yeah, you can't beat a Bradley's demeanor. That's no, for sure. Man. Unless you're Jake's. Yeah, I had my <laughs> female. I, I, I miss her, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I really did like her. She was starting to calm down a little bit, but I heard she's turned and she turned back and she's a dick again. Nice. Uh, I was talking to Thomas earlier, actually. Yeah. But she's, oof. Yeah, she was a handful. Yeah, oh, I've got a super caramel jag that's like that. Oof. Oh, the Jaguars. Oh, don't even get me started on the Jaguars. <laughs> and, and, and what's crazy, too, is like this year, 
that thing's just started exploding in size. And so it's getting interesting. Nice. Now it's getting fun. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now, now I've got, you know, a four, five foot snake that wants to bite your face off. So does it, do you, cause I had one that like, it really wasn't an aggressive or defensive animal. It just thought everything was food. Like no matter what it was, your hand sometimes would even bite my hook. It doesn't, didn't matter. It thought no, it was food. <laughs> no, she'll bypass the hook and come straight at your face. Oh, okay. So she's just more like defensive biting type. type yeah. Deal. Yeah. Okay. But I'm making improvements. That's good. Improvements. Yeah, it's that, only taken three and a half years. But yeah, you know, they they, uh, they do eventually start to grow out of it if you work with them. Yeah, yeah they they can calm down. How I big? Tell is you, your... I'm having. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I was just about to say I'm having a I'm having a time with my scrub man. He's oh, starting yeah? to get he's starting to get long and man he's still <laughs> he's still a jerk. He he don't he don't like to touch or mess with much at all. Man, I'm about to I'm about to have to force it on him. See, I, I, I started hook training everything, you know, even as hatchlings. Oh yeah. And, no, I did and that helps, that helped a lot. Yeah. For my carpets. Yeah. That's 100% what I've done. The scrub it, it, is just, it doesn't just, turn him off. No, he, he doesn't, it doesn't matter, man. Normally with like, with my, with my carpets, like I'll just kind of give him a rub with the hook and we'll be good to go. Yeah. That thing's yeah. got so a blood thirst that can't be quenched. Yeah, that the scrub is just it doesn't matter. You touch him with anything, he's on high alert. You need huh. to send me a picture of him. I want to see how big he is now. Yeah. He just had a bad shed. I need to give him a soak. Um, but yeah, he's he's pushing. I need to get him I need to upgrade his tub actually here soon. He's ready to go into hundred and ten quart. Damn. Yeah. Do you, do you have one? Yeah, yeah, I've got Okay, one. I was gonna say I have one if you don't if you need, no, it. I've got I've got food cooler tubs in my closet right now. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna set him up real nice, and then I, I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna have to, you know, just force my love onto him because uh, <laughs> I really I really me. don't. Yeah, I, I, will make, <laughs> I will make you do this because I don't want him getting you know seven, eight, nine foot and then want to eat me. So right. we're, we're gonna. I feel like scrubs are always going to have sort of that that level of distrust. Like, there's always going to be a, a small part of them that's like, I yeah. will bite you. And oh I yeah, there's always going to be a small part of me that doesn't trust him. Yeah. Like, no matter <laughs> no matter how how good he gets, there's always going to be a part of me that's like, all right, you know, like we're cool. Just that's to... how I that's how I am with my my big proven breeder male jungle. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's a little bit ornery. Oh yeah, I've got a big one of my biggest females man she she tolerates me she she's rarely struck at me she has before but she's very tolerable but i'll take her out and i mean she's she's a big ij you know? she's like six plus foot she's she's big for that's not is that the one from bronze no well she's big too but my other girl is bigger than her oh i got you but like she's she's hefty yeah i'm sure you've seen on my my instagram the the big jungle donk yeah yeah i've heard i love the name by the way <laughs> yeah well funny. he's just a big oaf you know just yeah. like donk in the movie but he was enormous when i got him so i put him on a pretty strict diet and uh now that he's a lot leaner he's he's got days where he just doesn't want to be messed with oh yeah 
Let me see. I'm scrolling through right now, trying to find them. Yeah, they're my that that. It should be scene. one with my daughter holding them. Somewhat recent. Oh, Happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Happy Father's Day to both of you guys. Just a reminder: anybody can be a father. Not everyone can be a dad. That's right. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> It it's all you can, can do, man. It's all you can it do. can be tough at days when they test you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man, how big is that female brittle you got? Oh my god. Uh she's easy eight foot. God, I can't wait till mine gets that big, man. I hey, love man, my male. Your your male ain't far from it, dude. I love my male, but I want I want my dude, female. Do you see that picture? To, yeah. Like you want like a dock with her or something? Like there's water behind you? It's pretty fun. Uh, oh yeah, 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 with the Bradley. Yeah, yeah. I thought Jake was looking at that picture, Donk. Now you're gonna make me go look. Oh, <laughs> but We're yeah, no, that, stalking you right here. That Bradley's a uh, she's 2012, and yeah, she's nice. easily eight foot. I love it. I've got, I've got her in a custom six foot enclosure in my living room. Those are the best so, snakes ever, dude. Since, since I'm looking at this picture, and every time I see this carpet, I want to ask you about it. The the coastal that's in the pictures of, like, with it around your neck, uh, the pictures of you with the coastal? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. What, what, like, what's the deal with that animal? Like, why? It, it, it's absolutely incredible. I love the way it looks, and I'm really it curious. Like, Brisbane-ish. What, what's going on with that thing? So, that animal... I've actually got a pair of that from that same clutch. Uh, it was produced by Ryan DeMoss oh, from Rabbit Empire. Really posting those. Those were smoking when he had them for sale. Yeah. The, the day the day he posted those for sale, I jumped on it without even thinking. Are because um, that's a larger animal. Dude, that's a that she's two thousand. She's a seventeen, and okay. like a, that. That animal, again, this year, same with that caramel jag, and their fourth year, that thing's really putting some size on. So is, third she, year. is she a, one of the head exantics from his line? She's, yeah, she's one of the head exantics. Okay. Yeah, man, so the, I just, I love how clean, just she's oh, one of the cleanest carpets I've ever seen, man. The 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 father was a full exantic, and the, the dam of that clutch was a leery tri-stripe red tiger nice ah that's just that is such a gorgeous animal every time i see the pictures of you with with her and holding her up i'm just like man that thing is gorgeous <laughs> see i'm usually yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with the beard and then i see the snake i'm like oh the snake's nice yeah but that beard yeah, is there's some work in that too there's some work in that, that too i just yeah, i yeah. trimmed mine way too short recently and i look like an idiot yeah, you know, it does look kind of silly. But no, dude, it definitely makes you look more trim. I'll give you that. I don't mm, I don't think so. Katie hates it. Yeah. Katie was pissed. She's like, what did you do? I, nah. like, I, just, I got heavy-handed with the trimmer. And by the time I had realized what had happened, it was too late. <laughs> That's why I haven't cut mine. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just don't cut it, and it solves the issue, right? But no, that's exactly why that animal's in those pictures, is... Yeah. yeah, that caramel yeah, tiger is sexy too. Oof. The Todd Dyer one. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, that thing's sick. They're all nice. You know, man, I really think you need more pop ones in your life. That's, <laughs> I, that's, all, I'm, that's all I'm saying. Right now, honestly, I need more space in my life. <laughs> I am at max capacity. Time. I'm at max capacity and then some. My God, that striped I mean, brettles, it, dude. That male, oh is that the sire God, to that, that clutch? Thing is out of this world. Yes, it is. Yeah, That's so, one of the nicest striped uh, brettles I've ever seen. Yeah, that thing is out of this world, dude. That makes me feel kind of funny. Like when I used to climb that <laughs> yeah, up in gym class. Yeah, that, that makes me he, tingly in my stuff. He's, 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 he's a 2011 and never been bred before. Oof. He was primed, man. He was ready. He And he's, dude, that snake's only like four foot long. What? He's not much bigger than that, I swear. Wow, he looks like a chonker in that uh, that picture. That, dude, he's in a one-gallon bucket in that picture. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me look at that again because I saw that. There's a, if you scroll through, there's a picture of him on top of that big female, and the yeah. size difference is insane. It's pretty funny. It's like hog nose. Hog nose size. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, back in 2018, I got the opportunity to – talk to Nick Mutton a little bit at Carpet Fest. Mm-hmm. And the the one word of advice he gave me as far as, you know, breeder males is keep them lean, keep them small. Mm-hmm. And so I've just kept that advice for everything. All my males are small. Dude, and you know what? That's so funny because, like, my smallest adult carpet is the only carpet I have that sired any clutches, and he sired two years in a row. It's because they have two something different to prove. Females. Yeah, dude, and he, dude, he's a machine, man. He's tiny. Yeah, he's so that... small, dude. Like he's a 2014, and he's he he might be a nut hair over four foot, <laughs> if that, if that. You know, he's yeah. small, man. I wish it worked like that with Condros. No, dude. You put a two your year male, old. Your male's pretty small. He dude. is compared to her, but I tried the the two year old male. One of the two-year-old males, and he was completely clueless. So I was like, "Cool, we'll try this again next year." I I have heard Get back of on male the bench. carpets. I've heard of male carpet siring clutches at a year and a half. Okay, I've I got something it. on that. I I don't I don't I I wouldn't do it personally, but I I have heard of it happening. So here, I'll give you confirmation, Jake. Uh, oh. Why why your suspicions are probably warranted? This year, I didn't post anything about it because it kind of punched me in the nuts. But I, one of my pop ones that I produced on my first clutch of IJs, mm-hmm. I put one of the that really heavy striped male. Mm-hmm. I put back across his mother, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's only eighteen months, and she went full term, and no way sl- slugged out. Oh man. I had one egg with with veins, and it ended up dying in incubation. Dang, man. So I think age definitely plays a factor. Yeah, as you say, because normally, like, you, I would think you would see that in the first clutch, not a second clutch. So my, you know, again, my, my thought would be, yeah, the age with the male just wasn't. Yep. Wasn't yeah. all there. 14 slugs. Jeez, man. I mean, still the fact that he got essentially got the job done, you know, is impressive in and of itself. You know, at eighteen months, yeah. like that's that's a young animal. <laughs> that's you know, how I so. started my season this year. I, I I had my doubts. 
Yeah. See, that's that's why I'd rather be male heavy when it comes to yeah. like anything. Everyone's like, especially green trees. Everyone wants like adult females right now, and I'm like, I mean, if you guys want to sell nice males cheap, I'll take them. Like, <clears throat> I'd rather have either equal ratios or be male heavy. And then even if I was heavy on females, and I tell people this all the time because I have some people message me about that. They're like, you know, should I get more males? Should I get more females? I'm like, if you're going to have more females, double down your money on a really, really, really nice male. Or two very nice males in case the other one just isn't compatible. I was like, but I'd rather be male heavy. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was... Yeah, I was gonna say it was funny with that small, small Bradley, that male. I've seen multiple locks on both females this year, but I think only the one's gonna, only that one clutch. I don't know. They were they were both cycled and everything exact same way. Mm-hmm. Did you get your stupid cold when you cooled them? Yeah, yes. yeah. I actually temp gunned them for an entire week at like fifty three degrees. Wow. Oof. Chili. That's got to be so weird. I know. Like, I'm so paranoid. Like this is a natural. So like I shouldn't it be was, doing this. It was so scary. Um, oh, you know. Man, but I then I it. then I went back and listened to you know old podcasts about red leaves and stuff, and I heard Casey Cannon talking about yeah. how yeah. He, you know it, you know in the low forties, I think. Mm-hmm. They're tanks, yeah. dude. Yeah. They're total. Yeah, tanks. they're awesome. They're the toughest snakes in the world. Yeah, I was actually helping somebody out with their uh, new Brettles Python the other day. Oh, yeah? Something them. Yeah, they posted up, and it was a girl that posted in a Carpet Python's page asking some general questions. And I'm weird about threads. I don't like commenting. So I, I don't know I why. Don't either. I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to message her. You know, so I shot her a message. And I was like, hey, this is what I would do. You know, let me know if I can help. And I gave her, you know, everything that I should do. And we ended up talking for about, a, you know, for a couple days and then i got an update from her the other day said he was doing great and eating and all that so i was like all right cool that's cool it's <laughs> such a fun it's such a fun day and age that you know we can do things right like that without even yeah, thinking about it for sure like last last week i was doing the exact same thing about darwin's with a guy in costa rica like yeah yeah it's it's pretty awesome We're yeah playing Mortal Kombat those things with and, a friend in vietnam there there was a perfect you know, reason why I messaged her because somebody commented, like everybody, if you know Brettles, like, you know, they don't like to be super hot. Like right. if you, if you know Brettles, you know, they don't like it. I don't but think they care. No, they don't, they don't. care. You could but, keep them on the surface of the sun it. and they'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But you'll notice like if you, if you keep them at 89 degree or 89, 90 degrees constantly, like they're going to be on the cool side. Like they, they don't do that super hot garbage, you know. And my 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 brettle red laser set at eighty six and they're always on the cold side. Yeah. You know, so it's like they obviously thrive off cold, you know, but somebody had commented on a thread and was like they like really hot and really dry environment. Mine aren't even on like, they like okay, to stay on the cold end. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, don't like listen to that. I'm like, they don't like it super hot you know she had her hot spot a little warm so i was like crank that crank that bad boy down to about 80 85 86 you know and let it let it rock and then let your ambience do the rest you know then right. throw throw humidity out the window keep, <laughs> keep water clean and right 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 right, 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 right. right. let it ride 
just cracks. Someone sends me a question about Abruttles. I'm like, what do you, what do you, what is there? No, you can't kill it. Yeah. You, right. You, it's like Jason feed, Voorhees. You can't kill it. It will come back. Feed, feed, feed it once a year and give it a water bowl. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, basically. Keep them in a box. Keep them hot. They don't care. Keep them cold. They don't care even more. Like, Dude, even when I was temping them in the low 50s, they were springing up out of the, out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah, they were you know, like, hey, what are you doing? Food. You got food? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't phase them one bit. Yeah. It's cold as shit, but you going to feed me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were still I'd looking still for food in go. January. Like, Jesus, man. Yeah, I mean, I'd, like people are surprised when I say that I don't have heat on two of my three. And they're like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, they don't. They do fine. Like they like the yeah, room they, stays they at like 77. It. They don't care. They eat fine. Yeah, they they really defecate don't. fine. Like they don't care. Like that is one species where it's like, oh no, the power's out for a week because of a hurricane. Like Brattles that's the last species I'm worried about. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, man, they're great. The house could be on fire and they'd crawl out and survive. <laughs> and they'd be like, "Hey, it's a little warm, but it's all good. I'm here." Yeah, right. Fine. I, I live in upstate New York, and I'm pretty sure they'd find a way. Oh, yeah. They'd survive the cold. Yeah, everyone's worried about, right. like, do- brown tree snakes and stuff like that. I'm like, those. you don't need to worry about those. You need to worry about the You got to worry about the brettles. <laughs> <so like. laughs> if there's any species that's going to take over the U.S., it'll be those things. they take over all of it. Arizona, they they'll do fine. Maine, they'll do fine. Florida, they'll do fine. Like, There'd be a lot less stray cats too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's <laughs> our solution. Release mm. brettles and take care of all the cats. Yeah, but I mean, what's uh, what do you want to get in 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 the future? Like, what projects are you want? You want to do anything outside of Morelia, or you want to get into different kinds of Morelia? Like, what's the game plan? Man, that's a good question. uh right now i'm pretty focused on you know the morelia stuff but you know if if i came across a pair of captive bred white lips i'd probably just buy them without even looking at the price tag there you go um but no just for finding the stuff i've got basically nice yeah i feel like that's I don't know, man. I feel like that's where you get the most quality. You know, for me, it's not about, you know, all the, all the crazy stuff that you can do. It's about refining, you know, what, what's there, you right. know, t- taking what you have. And that's why, you know, obviously you can do it within works. I love it. You know, within wild types just by itself, you know, and with, but. And what's fun too is with the carpet community and all the lineage charts and stuff, you can go back and see, you know, what their parents and grandparents looked like. And, right. you know, especially now that I'm starting to get a larger collection and I've got a little bit of this and that, you know, it's cool when you see that one guy that you never heard of, he's got, you know, and then you look back and you go, Oh, that's why I like that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was neat because, like, going back to the NPR Pop One episode, they were talking about um, the one that you were supposed to be on. Yeah, the one I was supposed to be on that I'm still very upset about, and we don't need to talk about it. Uh, But I actually I haven't been able to finish it yet. I've I've had it. I've listened to it in two different sittings now. I have to finish it tomorrow. 
Um, but they were talking about a, a line in uh, IJ's called Hannibal. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. they 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 brought up and I, and I think Riley brought me up and said that I had some animals from there and like and I do I have two animals I have babies now well I have several babies now with that lineage, um, but all the babies last year you know they all had that bloodline and I don't know I just thought it was cool hearing them talk about the Hannibal and I'm like oh hey I've got that bloodline you know yeah and just, just being able to you know pinpoint that and know that my animals you know I know that you know actually Chris Chris Salemi is the one who produced them. Um, I did not get oh, gotcha. them from Chris. I did not get them from Chris, but he did produce them, you know, and he's got a lot of the Hannibal stuff. So I feel after hearing that, it made me feel very fortunate to have them, I guess, because yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that blood was that, you know, mm-hmm. I guess not not rare per se, Finite. but you know, not. Yeah, you know, gotcha. so then now that I've reproduced that bloodline, you know, two years in a row, and then, you know, the, this year, you know, they're not, both parents weren't Hannibal, but the babies I have now are just, a powerhouse of lineage you know they've got yeah they've got the ones this year they've got poster child m pen gq hannibal and vpi all the dream team of, of <laughs> yeah, right it's, it, it's all of them yeah it's a lot of different background in there there's even some head granite blood you know back there uh because the, the the sire the dad from you know this year's clutch had some head granite his parents had head granite blood um so now if yeah, it's diluted like that though if you bred that to a granite would you, or another head would you get granite even it's, if it's buried it's a, like that i mean i guess it, there's still pos heads yes, it's just a real low percentage and, and that's okay. why i don't really throw it in there like i say like that's why i said it like there's head granite blood you know from before you know mm-hmm. but there i believe the parents of those snakes um the what the both parents so the parents of the male that sired this year's clutch, they were um, a GQ Hannibal, and then it was a VPI head granite. So that was the pairing. So the head granite was theoretically 50% of that. I believe they were both parents were possible heads. So that made the, the pair that I have even less likely possible heads. And then right. anything from there, even less likely. So it's very, very, very unlikely that the parents are you know anything head granite so i don't really you know i say it in there just to full, fully disclose what kind of lineage i know about them and their bloodlines but i do right. not sell them as <laughs> so because i do not believe they are but that's just hey you never know yeah there could be down know, the one. line you know four or five generations down the line you might <laughs> random knows, get those impossible up. right yeah Granites so, are cool. Yeah, but it's def- it was cool. it was just definitely cool to hear about the lineage and being able to go back and trace things. You know that, and that's you know part of what is so cool about you know the community and carpets in general, man. Yeah, and how far back it goes always amazes me too. Yeah, and Eric Burke is just the god of lineage. <laughs> you can ask him anything. He's the god of anything. I, I, yeah, I had to go to him. You know when I when I got um a female just to clear some things up and i sent him a picture and you know who produced it and when he was like oh actually that's what this is i have the parents and i'm like oh okay (laughs) he actually had a sibling to one that one that i got uh not too long ago that actually the female that sired or that sired the female that um gave me this year's clutch um he's got a sibling i believe um she's a poster child and pen 
Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, from Luke Snell, actually. He produced her. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one I got from Brahms, Justin. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, she's, oh, man, she she's a produced some. Yeah, she produced some incredible babies, man. Oh, my God, I'm so excited about these things. They need to do another Condro roundtable. Yeah, for sure. And Eric, Eric needs to produce Inlands. <laughs> yeah, you want Inlands bad. I do want Inlands bad. I want Cape Yorks. Yeah. Cape Yorks are cool. We are a coastal guy, so I can totally see that. I want I want uh, Nova Guineas. You know, as far as carpets yeah. go, I want Nova Guineas bad. Those are sweet. So you just yeah. wait for Billy to not have a crappy year with pretty much all of his yeah. players. <laughs> and I then was, you'll I get some playing. eventually. It actually probably worked out because I didn't. I don't need to be getting any more snakes super soon because I need to be saving a try and actually buy or build a house. That's so. what that's that's what I'm in the process too. Yeah, there you go. So, but yeah, I'm waiting on Billy to produce some no beginnings so I can dip my my toe into that. There's not too many people working with those, is there? There's really not. Um, no, I know a handful. I know Billy's tried to breed them this year. Um, I know Nick Munn works with them. I know a couple. Uh, Eric Kohler has produced them pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. He's pretty much mastered him. Eric Kohler's a he, he's he's having a hot oh my, season, man. He's dude, the stuff he's producing this season. year is just wild, man. I'm gonna he's, have to work more overtime. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seven days a week. Yeah, I can. Eric and Eric well, is just a top-notch dude too, man. I, if you've never if you've ever spoken to him, he's don't he's don't, don't say freezer. seven days a week. <laughs> don't say that. I, yesterday was 13 days straight for me. Oh man! Wow. No, I'm, I'm yeah. good on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to play that game to go to Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. But where are we at with this? Yeah. What's the plan for for A and B within the next five plus years? You want to grow the collection? You want to work on those specifically? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for bits and pieces to plug in, you know, specific spots. Uh, But yeah, just I I try not to go too crazy. I try to let the collection grow naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, just I want to I want to refine the the caramel and azantic stuff that I've got. Nice. I do love caramels, man. Because so, if you go caramel and exanthic, that makes the ghost, right? Yeah, as far as that's I understand, a, that, that's what that's what that morph is. I'm trying. I tried to remember. I know that's a special combo that, that just looks wacky. We want scaleless. Never fails the ghost. Oh, get out of here! Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> shut your shut your mouth because you're gonna say it and it's gonna happen. Call me when you beat. when you produce scaleless. No, it's like oh. it's like saying Hoser's name three times. Five jeans, <laughs> five jeans, scaleless, double. Yeah, see, I'm not. I don't know. Like some of those multi-gene stuff, it just some of it's cool. Some of oh, it, yeah, yeah it's it just way way too. Like, how do you even know that's what that is? The Punnett squares are probably a nightmare. Nah. 
Yeah, and that, you'll see that, man. Sometimes you, know, I've, I've seen several ball python breeders be like, I really have no idea what this is. We got to breed it to find out. <laughs> right. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you know? Especially, especially when you start throwing the jag in there. I mean, how do you, like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And that's also kind of like, even though I'm not into morphs, like, I want to produce like really insane wild types and then get them to morph guys to see what that that weird wild type influence will do to morphs you know what right, i mean be cool. like kind yeah. of selective breed within them you know because I, I would do definitely do some stuff with you know anybody that's you know working on some right take like stuff. a high 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 orange ij or something like that and then throw it across a granite right exactly and you know when i was because i i was working with Exanthic IJs for a while and I ended up getting out of the project. I still have my het mail, but um, he's going to be, he's going to be off at some point. Um, he needs to go. But um, I, so I'm getting out of morphs completely, but you know, with my, my plan with the Exanthic stuff was to make, you know, as black as I could Exanthics, you know what I mean? Kind of line breed within the morph. Right. High um, contrast. Yeah. I, I have yeah. a very specific look I'm going for for the Azantic Tigers too, and I think I finally got the pieces to do it. The the final pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Nice man. And I mean, are you going to be doing like pairing whatever you have for that next year? Is that a this year project? What's the what's the timeline on that? I mean, the they're most of them. They're 2017s. Okay. Um, so they're not the, they're not far. Yeah. They're not far. The females are definitely big enough, but I think I'm gonna hold off and wait until next year. Yeah, it's probably not a bad. That's idea. Ne- that's never bad, man. I feel like the prime. You know, even though people will try to breed females younger, I feel like the prime age for females is five years old. Yeah, you know, and that, that, you know, that's just me. With that young, that young male, you know, and that the IJ slugging out this this year, it kind of. I think I'm gonna hold off and wait, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I've I've got the stuff to start the Azantics now. Nice, that's cool. That's awesome, man. We're in an hour and a half. Yeah. Where can people hunt you down if they want to see all these awesome carpets we were talking about? Uh, Instagram A and B Reptiles. Same thing on Facebook. Uh, ben Frame on Facebook. We've got a website that's under construction a and b reptiles.com um you know nothing like i said it's under construction all the pictures mm-hmm. and stuff are just placeholders mm-hmm. at this point but it's a start uh there's a link to email address and everything right on there too so awesome awesome man well yeah, we man. definitely appreciate you coming on man i've been well thanks for having stuff. us yeah i've been i've been seeing y'all stuff recently man and it's just you know your your animals are just incredible your photography is great I as soon as Justin brought you brought up having you on, I was like, oh hell yeah, yeah. let's do it, to get him on now. Like I totally well, know. He's been on the hit I list for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, we'll definitely uh, be keeping a close eye on some of the stuff that you got coming up. And well, if you cool, if cool. you Thanks. wave anything with a stripe on it in front of Billy Hunt, he'll probably buy it. <laughs> Pro tip: you want yeah, to sell animals talked. with stripes, just message Billy. Yeah, we've talked a little bit. Oh yeah, I, I bet, I bet. <laughs> right, all right, man. Well, we really appreciate it, brother. Well, thank you. No yeah, problem. man, for Any sure. Time. Yeah, alrighty. Talk to you guys all later, right, man. Take later. it easy. Bye.
All right. Episode. What episode was this? This is eighty-five. Episode eighty-five. But it was brought to you by MP Cages and Exotics and Steve Snakeshuary. Snakeshuary, yes. So after you, after you buy one of these awesome racks that we talked about earlier, um, go order yourself some sauce, man. Support the support a good cause and get some deliciousness. He has that anti-venom sauce is available. Ooh. Uh, he said it is limited edition, so I guess there are limited quantities. So you need to grab you some while supplies last. I need Pop to get. It while I, need hot, to, buddy. Yeah, I need to order me a bottle. Yeah, because I want to try it out. It's supposedly like the hottest one out of all of them. Ooh. So, my Do ears it. perked up, and I say that as someone who's not even like I, I. I don't mind hot food. It's not something I go out of my way to to eat, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. Let's do shots of it. Yeah, a whole straight shot. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, next week, I think we've got our one-on-one. That's going to be uh, yes. that we're going to do. I think that's the plan. This one was kind of uh, a bolo. Like... Yeah, I was I was a little surprised when you said bolo. I didn't know that's what this was. I thought um, it was kind, I of thought a, he had been... kind of a last-minute thing. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he even said himself, he's like, you know. I'm kind of, kind of yeah. fairly newish to the breeding. I think he just he doesn't give himself another credit. Yeah, because so. I mean, dude, he's. I think he's on top of the game, man. If this is if this is a bolo, he's on. He's on top. Yeah. Like that's. But yeah, I mean, even then, I think it still kind of counts because you know maybe there are people that don't realize he's doing what he's doing. So yeah, be on the lookout. I mean, so everybody, go follow him, man. He's he's doing some hot things. So. Scalding Check hot. it out. Scorching yes. hot. Steve Snakeshuary Venom Sauce hot. Yes. MPKs and Exotics hot. hot. Yes, that's mm. what I'm talking about. So everybody check out these awesome people. And, of course, thank you so much for listening to us babble for an hour and a half yet again. More carpet um, python stuff. Yeah. Yes, I tell you, man, it's it, getting some of the messages that we've gotten not in recent, man. It, it never gets old. Yeah, we appreciate all the messages, yeah. every comment, all that good stuff, yeah. all the support. Yes, it's amazing. It we love it. We love you guys. As far as we know, Daytona is happening. Um, yeah. Planning on going. It's looking like I will be. Still up in the air on me, but we'll see. Uh, we were planning to vend for the magazine, but all the tables sold out. So we'll likely have some available at Billy's table, like some shirts and stuff, but we'll uh we'll see. I don't we're still me and him and Phil are still trying to kind of work out a game plan as far as how we want to do that. Yeah. So. For sure. But we will catch y'all yeah. next yeah. week. Alright, y'all. Later. Later. Bye, Smitty. Bye. Thank you.